we're going to begin. This story is called Peter and Sailing at Chapel St. Leonard's. It's from about 1967 and taken from It's a Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960 to 1970. Ruth and I had been joint leaders of the first Boston Sea Scouts for a number of years and gradually began to hand the reins to new blood. This gave us more time in the late 1960s to take on other recreational activities. One of his interests was sailing. My particular passion for years had been boats of all shapes and sizes and Ruth had been a member of the local sailing club for several years but we had no boat of our own. Then, in 1966, the chance came to buy our own boat. A friend told a friend that we were looking, and suddenly there she was, second-hand, but only five years old, and little used. It was love at first sight for both of us. She was a Merlin Rocket racing dinghy, number 871. Fourteen feet of beautiful sleek timber, total varnish finish and elegant, with a hull like a pointed saucer, and decks at each side that rolled down almost to the floor inside. It all happened so fast, it was only after the deal was done that we realised we had no room at our new house on the Woodside estate, and Bamboozle, as she was called, had to live at one of the garages where I worked, and gradually we would make space for her at home. We had many years of sheer unparalleled, unparalleled excitement with this boat, and in fact she is still with us now here in France in 2020. The memorable occasion I'm going to try and recreate was an outing to Chapel St. Leonard's with our neighbour, Peter. He's, he was Ruth's immediate boss at the local hospital orthopaedic department just down the road from where we lived. And my partner in crime when it came to collect and restore old cars. I was now working as a general line salesman, uh, the official work description that is, for South Lincolnshire for the Firestone Tyre and Rubber Company. A work acquaintance of mine through the garage trade was the local Texaco representative who lived on the coast. He told me on one occasion that he had never had the chance to sail on the sea. Peter and I aimed to rectify that and on the first breezy day we all had free bamboozle was launched off the beach at Chapel Point. After getting through the low surf and all three of us satisfactorily, if a trifle squashed on board, our trusty two-person racing boat, we headed south down the coast to Skegness. At this point I must add that the North Sea here is grey and murky cold and inhospitable. It also has the most amazing tidal currents that whip down the coast fairly close to shore. We made it to Skegness Pier with a stiff following breeze. This was excellent sailing with a good swell following so little real motion in the boat. 
everyone felt fine and no problems. Bamboozle, remember, was only intended to accommodate a crew of two with comfort. She is low in the water with little or no freeboard, that is, the space between the top of the boat and the top of the water, and a hole shaped like a narrow saucer, although long and slim. The length of the hole is just 14 feet, but the mast height is 21 feet, giving a really good powerful sail area. We turned just south of the pier, expecting an exciting ride home. Exciting it was. Peter, my experienced crew, who had his own mirror dinghy, so was well used to swift action. Now the situation was totally different, and we were fighting the wind, which was now right in our face, as we began to tack, that is, proceed from side to side in zigzags, to allow the wind to still propel us in the general, if a trifle vague, direction we wished to go in. The tide was also against us now, and that rolling swell that has carried us down the coast in great style was now also in our face, literally. Large globs of wave top, carried by that stiff breeze, regularly travelled the full length of the boat and managed to find every small passageway in our clothing to dribble down inside our necks after liberally soaking face and head. Additional to this was the fact that the boat was crossing the face of the swell, or large waves, as we tacked from side to side. The boat's motion had changed dramatically, no longer the swift, sleek swoosh of going with the wind. We were now positively lurching over from one side to the other as we changed tack in the face of the wind. The boat heeled at about 45 degrees to attain the best point of sailing, and the lee side, that is, the opposite side to the wind, was constantly underwater. Added to this vigorous action was the constant regular lurch as we leapt from one wave top to the next. Spray began to travel the length of the boat in constant sheets, and our passenger was feeling very much the worse for wear. For myself at the helm, I had no time to consider the motion or feel anything other than exhilaration. This was really thrilling sea sailing, the real thing. For Peter, my experienced crew who was in charge of the foresail and balancing our weight to keep the boat in best trim, his time was fully engrossed in concentration of his task and listening for my every instruction in change of direction. For our passenger, who had to simply hang on and watch all the activity, it was something different. This was his first experience of the vigour and excitement of the wind in your face and the sea pounding alongside at the level of your waist. We were moving quite fast now, as the wind had increased a little with the afternoon advancing. The motion became just too much for our passenger as we approached Jackson's Point, but halfway back to our starting point. Here the piece of coast jutted out further in our direction, creating a lumpier sea. We just had time to remind our colleague to point, to point away from the wind as he lost his lunch to the elements. The remainder of our journey 
continued with the strong current pushing a reasonably steep swell against us in the shallowish waters of the coast. We kept out to sea as much as reasonable where the sea was easier but had to fight the breakers once again to get into land at Chapel St. Leonard's and the beach where our trailer and vehicle were parked. Once on dry land, our colleague departed rather quickly, and for some reason or other we never did see him again. The few comments he passed in our direction during our epic return voyage up the coast left us in no doubt that he thought us both totally mad and irresponsible. But we hadn't forced him to go. It had been a lovely journey down the coast on the first leg. There we are, that's the end of that little story. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. As I mentioned earlier, um, all these stories you listen to and read really did happen. Um, you can read more stories. Keith Sanders is the storyman.wordpress.com. More uh, audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. There are lots of free videos to watch. Animals and people, all kinds of things. On Keith Sanders, the short story man on YouTube. And there's a shop. This is what supports our efforts. Um, it's uh, where all the books um, you can see for sale are the stories compiled in book form. They're all downloadable on the internet. They're not expensive. Do have a look. Richard Keith Sanders dot sells S E L Z dot com. Thank you for listening.